0: Hello, welcome to another episode of Cybersecurity Chronicles. And I'm joined once again by Stanley Lee and Sean Mahoney from NetSwitch. Welcome, gentlemen. Hey, James. Hey. Good to be back. So, today's topic, uh, we actually have two uh, topics we want to talk about today, gentlemen. We've been talking before uh, off air. So, the, the first uh, topic is platform as a service so you've been talking with a number of uh, of people uh, in in the industry uh, about offering your services and describing what you do as a platform as a service and that was a I, i'm interested in that as a term because i believe it's a relatively new term in the industry so could we start um stanley can you explain what a platform as a service actually means and and why do you choose to use that to deliver your services
1: Well, when it comes to new terms, we IT industry always have new terms. As a matter of fact, let me improve that. We improved it with integrated platform as a service and why we going into the integrated platform as a service because that we don't believe to reinvent the wheels. When you're reinventing the wheels, that it costs more. So what we did with the iPaaS, integrated platform as a service and looking at the best of what is available in the industry, best of breed in the industry in its category, and look at how it can help small business environment to adapt into minimize their risk, minimize their time to deploy, and of course, minimize the cost. So based on those three objectives, we choose different technology solutions and integrate them together and offer them a platform as a service.
0: Okay, and Sean, what do you t- how would you typically describe it when you're having conversations with, uh, with customers and prospects?
2: Uh, we looked at the market for each of the, the layers. So as Stanley was describing, the integrated platform as a service is a multi-layered defense in depth. So it is multiple tools layered together and one of the things I talk about is that the, the layers are agnostic, meaning that in this particular layer, we may be using this tool today. In some period of time, we may be using another tool. If a client has a tool, we just integrate it into the stack. The importance there is that they've already invested in something or, or committed to something and we don't need to rip it out. We just blend it into what we're doing. So uh, if a client doesn't have anything, we bring what we think are best in breed uh, for the different layers and integrate those in. And oftentimes, we're bringing enterprise-level security tools to the small and mid-sized business, and we manage them for them. So they don't need a tool to learn. They don't need to educate their team. They don't need to send them out for training. And uh, we bring our experience with them already in hand.
0: Well, it sounds wonderful. So, why doesn't everybody do this? I mean, what, what, uh, how are cybersecurity services normally sold to companies in your experience? What do people tell you?
1: Great question, James. And I think let me try to answer that for you. And for the 20 years of experience that I've been doing this, and 15 of that is cybersecurity, all the cybersecurity, or at least most of the cybersecurity companies, are trying to sell you a product either hardware, software, because that they do not have that experience to deliver what the company really needs is really to solve the problem of cybersecurity, not just patching uh, here and there. So the way why we're doing it is integrated platform as a service, we're not emphasizing on the technology technologies is important but we're emphasizing on the process and the people, and the people that is it could be the lack of people because in the SME environment, they don't have all the budget to hire a cybersecurity expert that they just handle the risk management aspect or assessment aspect of things. And that's what the part that we bundle our experience into managing between security and IT operation. And that's the key important factor how we're doing it differently, and that's why we create the three steps to to care engagement process, and from there we you know break it down into six categories of what we need to do in the baselining, defining the nineteen functions between security and IT operations, and craft it out with over two hundred security controls to have all the team members, including the management, the existing IT team, to have an objective, have goals that we try to achieve, and these are measurable goals, to achieve the key two indexes, what we've been referring to is mean time to detection and mean time to resolution. I know it's a mouthful, and that's why we need Sean to explain (laughs) that.
0: John, what do you have to say? <laughs>
2: well, you know, the important thing is uh, that we don't come in with a, this platform as a service, this integrated platform as a service. We don't come in and say, here, you have to take this whole thing. So when people are out there buying a solution, they are buying a particular solution. We work with our clients to understand what they need, what best works for their environment, what works best for their budget and what works best for their business requirements and their, and their goals, both short-term and long-term. You know, we have customers who say, I need to be able to reach this and okay, well, in order to do that, we're going to need to put in the platform of this type. Well, that's way too expensive for what we need. Okay. But you're telling me that's what the business requires when do you require it and can you continue operations or meet your customer's needs uh at a lower level and let's grow in that direction because we we can get you there pretty quickly as far as a tool standpoint but in order for you to get there from a budget standpoint what do you need to do how do you need to change your budget where do you need to move your financial resources around to meet that to meet those obligations and so you know as stanley said these these operations that we deliver are going to be there the 19 operations that we deliver are going to be there we work towards those 200 plus critical security controls and it's getting there step by step there's a process to that yeah I think yeah, that let me so, give you
1: one example of that and, and just the recent conversation I had with a law firm and obviously with like zoom and and you know teams that, that there were some hacks um there were some flaws that they identified they saw on the news and they contacted us for the video solution that we you know we as part of our platform as a service is a secure private video conference solutions. That it might be an open source. If you know where to find it and you know how to operate it, you can go buy it. I mean, you can go download it and implement it yourself. But what is the secure way to implement that and operate that? And that was a particular example that Sean, I mean, basically Sean was saying that this, they come come to us, oh, we need to have a private video or secure video solution, but we don't want to use, you know, all those things out there being, you know, that now being hacked and things like that. So we offer that as part of our solution to them, but manage it in a way of platform as a service, because we know it's, you know, it's free, but what we did around it is, Every time when they have a client that they need to come in to give out test uh, you know their being the weakness or whatever they need because of the COVID nineteen, they can't get them in person, so they gotta do it in video conference, they have to record it and things like that. But the way we're doing it is we we make sure that whoever at the other end it being secure by VPN network, by issuing a certificate to that particular machine and once that video conference is done we actually wipe the whole video conference and start another one so these are the processes that it's free if they have an own i.t in-house person to manage it but if they don't if the company is so small some as you know some of the law firm they only might be having three or four people within the law firm but they still have that need so they need to require somebody like us to manage it for them and that's what we how we help them
0: well that definitely sounds very flexible i I definitely i I certainly understand that um but in terms of the the charging for it you again you were telling me off air that what is the norm for most companies that are engaging maybe it's to to get uh, a sim or, or other software because i believe normally most businesses are being asked to pay, make a significant investment up front. And that's not something that many, are, is easy for many businesses for their cash flow. And it's also a big risk. Uh, is, that, is that typically the case in the industry? And, and is that why you guys have adopted a different approach?
2: Yeah. So many of the tools, especially the more advanced tools, it is an annual payment up front when you sign the contract. So here's the contract to sign. Hand it back. Where's the check? and then they deploy. And in some cases with some of these more advanced pieces it can be six digits easily in some environments. And you know that is a large financial commitment up front with a lot of particularly with small businesses and with many mid-sized businesses that's a big chunk of money right up front. So, you know, we've looked at we've worked with the vendors and our status with these vendors Uh, has enabled us to ensure that what we provide our platform uh, that we manage is a monthly subscription that can fit more into cash flow as to uh, at one time expenditure.
1: And the way we usually charge is either break it down by device or by the number of end users. So then the small business can have a very predictable cost doesn't matter what layers that we're going to be adding onto it. It's just going to be either based by number of device or number of users that they can count on their own rather than something that they cannot see. A lot of company they charge in by bandwidth, which is something that they have no idea. And in fact, that we also ran into one of the large organizations that they, when the vendor give them a POC, a proof of concept, and they told them that, oh, every month that we're going to charge you with one T of the bandwidth um, based on your organization, and that's how they're charging based on the bandwidth, uh, the utilization rate on the SIM in particularly. And then turn out to be like three months after the implementation, it was four terabyte per month. So how are you, even the large company like that, how are you going to plan within months to have a budget that fit to four times of the original estimated cost? So that
2: was. Yeah, they end up turning devices off. Turning
1: them the devices off and the manager have to retire, quote unquote. (laughs) So. It's not a, you know, yeah, we laugh because now we learn from it. But at the same time, that's how a lot of company. And engaging from a product standpoint and shuffling it down to the SME small business environment. Role, oh yeah, you know we charge you cheap in the beginning, but then two months, three months later, well, because you got so much bandwidth, you know, being utilized, and 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 actually we went onto that trap before. I called it a trap because it is a trap because we wow. managed those tools before for our wow. customer and one of them, and happened to be have a machine and which is a, a Cisco Meraki uh, access point. And it has some technical failure and it becomes broadcasting. So we contact Cisco, they they haven't got a patch to fix that particular problem. Meanwhile, it racks up the bill because that's how that product company charges them. So ending up, yes, like Sean said, we have to turn that device off. So, you know, and, and of course there's small company didn't realize or we didn't realize in the early part of the uh, we talking about several years ago already. So we didn't realize that too. So we learned from our mistake and ending up we have to basically pay for that cost because it was our mistake. And so we learned from it and then to now become more careful in how we selecting the product and we constantly evaluating new product to what we you know, what we refer as a pluck and play into the platform as a service.
2: Yeah. The other thing that Stanley was saying about the predictability of the expenses is that we do have a little bit of room. So, you know, you have a plus or minus a percentage of the environment uh, that you have without the cost really fluctuating at all. And because we have a monthly governance report, and in most cases, we're meeting with you on a monthly basis, if not a quarterly basis, uh, to go over what your environment looks like from a security standpoint, understand the current business requirements. Where is the business going in the short term? Do you plan on a, a set of new hires for a new department? Or are you going to be acquiring another organization? And so you then are looking at, okay, if you do these, you're going to change the environment and your costs are going to change to this. And so that gives them some predictability in what the expenses are going to be and some planning and some ramp time for making those budget adjustments. So this is really, at that point, you know, once we're engaged with people with the platform, it really is more of a partnership as, uh, you know, some consulting services and planning purposes from a budgetary standpoint.
0: Well, excellent. So it sounds like you, you, you have a service that's very adaptable in, in terms of it can work with existing platforms and services and software tools that your clients have. You can work around them and include them where, when appropriate. But equally, you can help from a, from a cash flow and affordability prospect yeah. without, without having to charge a big bill up front. That's and, our, to and our platform
2: comes with its own safety net. We come with a quarter million dollar insurance policy in hand. So if we don't do what we say we're going to do of protecting your network, you have a quarter million dollar policy to back it up.
0: You know, what, that's going to be a great topic for another episode. I'd like to ask you more questions about that. <laughs> just on phone, sure. So gentlemen, I think is there any final comments you'd like to add? Otherwise, I think you've explained what's a platform as the service, the integrated platform as the service that you offer, why you offer it and what's different about it from the way that services are typically offered in the marketplace. And the, and the cost of them. I think you've explained that really well. Any final comments in closing? If
2: anybody wants to hear more about what we do, just drop me a note. How do they contact you, Sean? They can contact me at m at netswitch.net. Perfect. Stanley, final final word for you.
0: (laughs) 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 Perfect. All right, thank you, gentlemen. We'll we'll call that a wrap for this episode. Thank you, James. Thanks, James. Enjoyed it a lot. Speak next time. Thank you.